Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So today we are going to be talking about reviews in the App Store. <laughs> again. And again. So if you're a uh, an eagle-eared listener of the show, you will realize that uh, just two weeks ago in episode 62, uh, we were talking about reviews in the App Store. And little did we know that uh, here we are a fortnight later, we would be doing it again. Um, not necessarily uh, the plan, but Apple announced yesterday, um, as we're recording, um, a, a bunch of updates specifically around iOS 10.3, and included in that is a fairly substantial uh, pair of changes to the review system in the App Store, and so it seemed kind of only appropriate to um, follow up on that, to talk about it, um, just because now, sort of going forward, whatever we said two weeks ago um, is going to have to make sense in this broader context that Apple is changing. Um, so the short version is Apple intro- is introducing two changes. The first is a standardized way for asking for reviews uh, modally within your applications um, with a thing called SK Store Review Controller. Um, and then the second thing they're doing is they're going to be changing um, the App Store itself to allow... Uh, developers to respond to customer reviews that are written in the App Store. Um, so we'll kind of work through those individually, but um, probably starting off by talking about the new uh, modal display that we can get. Um, it's probably worth saying this is actually not the first time that Apple has had a modal, would you like to review this application dialogue? <laughs> um, the first version of this, um, which you have to have been doing iOS development for a while to remember, um, there used to be a thing in the App Store where when you deleted an app, App. Only when you deleted it. When you deleted it, it would pop up and say, before you delete this app, would you like to leave a review? So bad. Yeah. I, I'm not sure where they thought this was a great idea that the if you like someone who has actively said, I no longer want this app. And then you ask them, well, what did you think about it? And that was the only time they were ever prompted to review apps. <laughs> Yeah. Not unsurprisingly, there were a lot of one-star reviews that uh, came through that missed system. So so this one's better. Um, So the new system, which I'll just kind of briefly overview, is there's a new method, like I said, the SK Store Review Controller um, in StoreKit, that you can call a method just says request review. And this method is interesting because it doesn't pop up necessarily a modal display. Um, It's probably worth saying this is always modal. This is not like a... Um, you know, sort of a button that you can push in the app, in your apps in your app, and then have it bring it up. This is something where it's always going to be slightly um, an interruption in terms of the way they're structuring it. Because you call this method and you say this is probably a good time um, to request an app store review. You have no guarantees as to whether that modal will actually pop up then or not. Um, that's we'll get into reasons a bit later. But you know, Apple is keeping control over whether anything is actually shown to you. But you can say, you know, this is a good time. So say, for example, um, like the usual examples that people will throw around is, you know, you, a customer completes something um, that would make sense that, you know, like say I have an audiobook app, which I do, um, and say you have just finished a book. Um, that may be a good time to prompt them uh, to write a review. You know, they've just completed this thing. Hopefully they enjoyed it. They now have a full sense of the app. It's not really an interruption in the same way because they're not, you know, it's not like they're opening up the app to go and listen, like the the app. You know, they they just finished listening to all of their things, and so now may be a reasonable time. But you can say this is a good time, um, and if Apple says it's a good idea, it'll pop up and show show this alert to them. Um, and they're also adding a slightly they're tweaking things a little bit in terms of giving us a, an explicit URL 
to link out to the app store with sort of deep, deep linking. Um, if we still want to do the setting screen version, um, that's, so that's now sort of, sort of part of this, but it's, that's not really part of the SDK, but that's just, they're saying in, in the documentation that if you want to do a modal pop-up in the app to leave a review, use this new request review method. Um, if you would still like to have like a button in your setting screen, here's the, um, query parameter that you can add to the end. Overall, I think, I mean, mostly what I love about this is that Apple is, is taking this seriously and doing something about it. Um, I think it's been a problem for, I mean, it's been years now that we've had this situation where there's so much ambiguity, there's no leadership on the App Store policy side of things about this. And so you end up with this weird kind of asymmetric warfare where, you know, having five stars uh in the app store is an important thing for sales. The best way to get that is to keep bugging your users to give you those reviews. And if you do that, you'll be rewarded with more downloads. And that creates this vicious cycle that if you don't want to get into that, then you're apps at a disadvantage because you don't, you know, it's like if you're comparing my app, which has, you know, 20 or 30 reviews to an app that has 200 or 300 reviews, it looks bad. And so at least what I like here is that Apple is saying, this is an important thing for us to dive into. This is something that they want to have some control over. Um, and obviously, like, I love the way that in classic Apple fashion, they're maintaining a lot of control about it. You know, that it isn't an API that we can always pop up a, a dialogue for in the same way that, like, when they added the mail compose UI, where you, so we can write emails within our apps without having to go out to the mail app, they did that in a way that we can always pop that up. It's not like we're going to request like we're going to request a compose page and it doesn't show up. That actually isn't true, um, but but you could query it to determine whether it was enabled or not. Sure, but that, that but what, you think what you're saying there is like the can send mail part, yep. which is if the does the user have mail configured on their on their iPhone? But assuming they have a mail account configured with their iPhone, it'll always show up. Is what I guess what I'm getting at. But here, Apple is, has the ability to do to do to dial this uh, backwards and forwards, and so they've initially said through a couple of interviews. Um, it seemed like they gave to Daring Farball and uh, Jim Delrymple at the Loop. Um, they're going to basically if if you're never going to show a user a prompt more than three times a year, I believe, and if they set a um, if they s- actually do send s- send a review, they won't be asked again for a year. So if you asked, you know, every time the app launched, you said, "Hey, it's a great time to send a review." Um, after doing that three times, it'll stop working in a transparent way to you um, for for a, for a whole year. Um, and there's also a master switch in the settings app that a customer can say, um, "I never want to see these." And if you flip that switch, irrespective of how much the developer is saying, "Hey, review me, review me, review me," it'll never actually work. Which overall, I think this is a good step forward. It's I'm not sure if I'm going to use it. I think I probably won't initially because it's still modal, and I'd rather just use the um, deep linking into the App Store from a button in my settings page. But I like at the very least that Apple is diving into this and taking it seriously. Do you think you're going to use it? Probably not for the same reason of you know it is still modal and everything. But I really do love. Like it's this is such you know as you said like this is such like an amazing a very Apple-y solution to a problem. It's so clever and it's like you know here was this problem of all, of developers having a very strong incentive to make the user experience worse for people 
and and, and you know it, it was extra work for developers too to have to integrate some library or to build their own you know little pop-up things and you know so it was like you you take this this kind of dirty messy problem and you apply a really elegant combination of solutions to it which is we're going to standardize this we're going to make it easier when people do want to leave ratings because like have you seen the box yet it's like a, the, the one in the beta like it just pops up with a little like you know one through five stars and submit and so it's actually easier to submit ratings this way as a user because uh, you don't have to bounce into the App Store app and submit something there and log in, type in your password. You you just have it all in a modal dialog right there in the app. So it's easier for the developer because it's one line of code. It's easier for the user because to actually leave the rating and it's faster and everything. And in the most typical, wonderful Apple fashion, it puts all the control of this back on the user. So the user can then, as you said, go into that setting, go, go into system settings and disable these globally if they want to. And then the developer has no way to tell whether they're enabled or not and whether it's showing or not. So in theory, this is an amazing solution for both developers and for users and for usability of the platform because it kind of tames this messy thing that we all have a very strong incentive to do in practice so and again in theory the way this works is that at a at a future time that is as yet unspecified uh, by the way i i gotta say i really am not crazy about the way apple has very minimally documented this on the page and then has given additional documentation through PR channels to a couple of blogs like that I think is odd I I know I can see why they do it I I assume they do it so that way they can be a little bit fuzzy and squishy with the rules and change them later as they evolve and as as the situation evolves and as they learn how these things are used in practice but I don't like the idea that you have to be monitoring different blogs from people who are you know PR friendly with Apple in order to get the whole picture of what the rules are and what the mechanics are I, I think it would be a lot more effective for Apple to to just expand the documentation up front make that part of the official statement and then we worry about later you know the process of changing that as as policies evolve because app store policy changes it's a thing like hiding the information between different blogs and pr channels to try to like obfuscate it so most people don't hear it is not the right solution anyway so one of the bits of information that that is kind of unclear and told through pr channels in various ways uh is that it will be uh, required at some point in the future that all review prompts use this API and that other types of review prompts will be prohibited. That data has not yet been set, but at some point that will be the case. The requirement that these things be only sent in this way and to to disallow other types of prompting is required for this to be a good user experience. Because without that part, you're going to have no incentive for a lot of developers to use it. It is faster, yes, but Developers are going to find, especially like big data-driven corporations like you know Twitter, Instagram, stuff like that. Like they're going to find, well, we get more reviews if we just ask the old way because that can't be disabled or throttled by the system. So, and then the, the other the other interesting part, of course, is like all the different obfuscation that developers put in front of these things. Often, like they'll be like, "How are you liking the app so far?" And if you say you're loving it, then they'll ask you to review it. And if you say, "I I'm not loving it so much," they'll be like, "Oh, please contact us privately." So there's all this all these all this like mess to have to work through. But unless developers are forced to only use this system, it's not going to get better for users. And Apple has said, yes, they intend to do that in the future. They intend to make that a requirement. My question is, how are they going to enforce that? Because already today, you have clear rules 
against using push notifications for spam marketing promotion things like that like and you look around like every game uses it for for promotion every news app like every big company app twitter the app store uses notifications sometimes for promotional purposes and marketing purposes like apple can't even follow that rule they break it all the time everyone breaks that rule all the time and even though there's, there's app review rules against it, I, I assume one of the reasons why that rule goes almost completely unenforced, even unfollowed by Apple, is that it's really hard to actually enforce that in practice without adding like a report mechanism in the UI. Because the only way Apple's going to catch people sending spam notifications or marketing, however they define that, is if it happens during like the five minutes they're reviewing it during app review. And that's very unlikely. And so in practice, that just goes effectively unenforced and spam slash promotional push notifications are rampant. And with this system, this new review system, I wonder if that's going to like, how is that going to be any different? Because if the rule starts, starts to become, well, you have to use this mechanism only to ask people to review you in the app store. When are they going to actually enforce that? Are, you know, they're not going to have people like using every app on the app store for three days to see if they get prompted or not. And so the only way to enforce that is either is to have some kind of reporting system after the fact. But I can't possibly see Apple gumming up the UI of iOS. Like where would it be like the 3D touch menu, like where the share thing is like I, I can't see them gumming up the, the iOS UI anywhere with like a report bad behavior of this app button. I mean, it'd be interesting if they did. I'm not sure if that would be overall good or not for the system but for the purpose of like enforcement of tricky rules like this i don't see any other way to do it and without that enforcement of that rule without very very strict enforcement of that rule i don't see how the system is going to actually fix the problem for developers who have a company and big data behind them saying they still have to do it the old way sure i mean I see where you're coming from, but I, I maybe I have more slightly more hope for the future um, because I see this thing and I see what like I like when they say at at some point in the future this will be the only um, sanctioned way to do this. My I tend to read this as um, in iOS 10.3 it'll be fine, but in iOS 11 it probably won't like if i had to guess at what that timeline will be is that this you know this June ish at WWDC they'll um, be unveiling whatever it is they're going to be doing for iOS 11. And as part of the rules that will go into effect um, for this fall, the, you know, this will be one of the new rules that if you want to, you know, in, a, a modally prompt a, a user for, for a review, you must do it um, using the, the pre-approved API. The enforcement question is, I mean, it's, it's always, when it, it's, it's always rough, but just to sort of to say that it's incredibly difficult to enforce or police, um, doesn't mean that it's not a good policy. And I mean, I think there's ways that Apple can enforce it programmatically, um, both in terms of obviously they know, um, if people, when people are leaving reviews, they know where they're coming from, what they were doing before that. Um, like there's a certain amount of uh, exposure that they have on the data side that if an app is seeming to send users to the app store to leave reviews in a at a pace that seems inconsistent with the install base for example like so my guess is they have a fairly good sense of you know what the you know what what the typical rate for a uh, 
reviews for an app based on how many people are using it is and things like i think they have tools from the data side and the back end using i mean in many ways they could sort of piggyback on what they've done with uh, itunes connect analytics which like have their drawbacks but at least give them a starting point that i imagine you with a little bit of math you could work out this app is clearly getting way more reviews than it should for um you know, for for use for using the the approaches that we expect, um, and from that perspective, and then you can sort of chase that down and kind of work work that out. But ultimately, like exactly how they police it, I think is, you know, that that's an enforcement problem. That's something that we deal with a lot in the App Store. And I think, I mean, what I, and the unfortunate thing is, what Apple often seems to do is they'll find they'll pick a few um, like. Examples, so lambs <laughs> yep. to, to, to be made of, and like they'll, they'll ha- some app is going to get pulled out of the app store for a week um, because they prompted for review after the policy goes into effect, and that kind of tend you, know, you can kind of scare people into compliance down the road, which it's not great if that if you're, if you're that app, but you know as you're saying, like it's a really hard thing to perforce. Well, it also doesn't work. Like that only works if all iOS developers are part of the same community and everyone follows the rules, and neither of those things are true. Sure, but I mean, it's. It, it, I mean, I think it's one of these things of they're never going to get a hundred percent compliance. But if they can get eighty percent compliance, that's still probably good enough. That's and true. So, so I like that it says that's this is their policy. This is where they're heading. Um, down the road, there'll be a, a world where most of the time, if you're a user who just doesn't want to leave reviews, you can flip a master switch. Otherwise, you'll be prompted three times a year. Um, to do it in a standardized way with this, you know, a non sort of uh, scammy interaction. And I like that, but I'm sorry. I mean, I just have more hope for um, that, that if they've invested all this effort in building out, building this API and taking this problem seriously, they're also going to be serious about the enforcement side and do their best to make that work. Yeah, I hope so. I guess we'll see. Uh, also, a point of clarification: you you breezed by it earlier, but I do want to clarify because a lot of people are getting this wrong on Twitter uh, that linking people out with a thing with like a page like in your in your settings like w- like what you and I do um, like you know I have like my little thing in Overcast settings saying this many people review you know have reviewed this version click here to go leave a review that's still both possible and allowed. Uh, Apple has clarified that in some of these PR statements um, that you can still do that. That will still work. It just won't use this API. You can use this API additionally if you want to, but linking out to the page via an explicit user action is still permitted uh, as long as you didn't do a, mo- a modal dialog box, which again, is just, it's like the distinctions here are going to make this harder and harder to enforce. But anyway, hopefully we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Anyway, we are sponsored this week by Hired. We all know that searching for a new job can feel stressful, scary, and time-consuming. Pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles you don't actually want, and job boards can make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole, never to be seen again. This is where Hired comes in. Hired makes your job search faster, focused, and stress-free. They offer access to 4,000 innovative employers, including big brand names like Facebook and smaller emerging startups. On Hired, you receive personalized interview requests and upfront salary information. Thank goodness. So you can make informed decisions about which opportunities to pursue. Today, listeners can earn double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus by signing up with our link, Hired.com slash UndertheRadar. That's right, you can earn $2,000 for finding your next chapter on Hired by using Hired.com slash under the radar. Sign up today to connect with Opportunity. 
So the other part that we probably should dive into about this whole system is, so once people have left the reviews in whatever mechanism um, you've used to get them to that page, whether it's the modal pop-up, you're linking to them from the settings page in your app store or in in your settings app in your screen, or they just went to the app store themselves. Um, In 10.3, we're going to also have the ability to respond to customer reviews um, that are left in the app store. Exactly how this looks is a bit up to debate, but I mean, this is something that uh, the Google Play Store, for example, has had for a while. So I imagine it will have a similar kind of appearance where in, you know, if you went to the ratings and reviews section of an app's page, a customer leaves a review underneath of it, there may be a little, you know, there'll be a little bubble that says that the, you know, developer can put some text into, and there'll probably be some limits on to the number of characters or things like that. But, you know, the expectation I think is that those were going to be going into iTunes Connect, and there's already actually, and if you've never, I'm not sure if, uh, how many people actually ever go there, but in iTunes Connect, if you dig around a little bit, there's actually a ratings and reviews area for your app. Um, where it shows you all of the reviews that have ever been left. And my guess is they're just going to add a little text box underneath all of those where, you know, we can log into Titans Connect and go through and uh, respond to this. And um, I think we've had a few clarifications about this where it's not going to be like a threaded conversation. They're not turning the review section into like a forum, but it's going to be, you know, a customer can write a review and a developer can write a response. And, both parties can edit those, you know, the review or the response as makes sense. Um, but it's not like we're going to have a back and forth. I like this, I think. Um, I, I like it mostly just from the perspective of one of the, the most like discouraging things you'll ever run into um, is when you read a review, which granted, I don't do as much anymore, but it's still something I do from time to time. And you, you encounter a user who says like they like the app, but they wish it did X. Um, and maybe they hold a hostage star about that. You know, it's a four, it's a four, they'll give it four stars. I would give it five if it could do this. <laughs> You're lucky if they only hold one star back for that. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's a double hostage star situation. Like there's lots of, you know, variables that come into play here. But if they do that, and it turns out the app actually does that, and they just don't know how to do it. Like this seems like a great tool for being able to say, hey, if you, you know, click on this button, um, you are actually able to do this and you can hopefully clarify those misunderstandings. Um, it's obviously not going to be a great mechanism to do like detailed customer support. Um, my guess is a lot of developers responses to these are just going to be, um, I'm sorry, you're having trouble with this. Please email me to, to you know, to, to, to go deeper on this and to actually resolve your problem. Um, so in that sense, like it's not going to be a great venue for that, but I think there's, it's, it's nice though for, if, if a, another customer comes around and they, you know, this, you know, here's this, this two star review that says, Hey, th- the app doesn't do this or it didn't do this right or something like that. And then underneath of it, it says that, you know, there's a developer response that says, I'm sorry, you have this trouble. You can, you can actually do that. Here's how you do it. If you need more help, um, you know, send me an email and I'm happy to walk that through. Like that sets up a great, I think a, a better, it turns a negative customer experience into potentially a positive one. Um, I'm not super excited though, that it's like another inbox that we have to manage and another like thing that, um, we just sort of have to keep up with. Like there's this new bit of busy work, but I mean, the reality is overall, I'd rather that something, a system like this, where at least I can do something to respond to these, like these, you know, misunderstandings or these bad reviews and hopefully turn them around a little bit. But, you know, 
the reality is I'm probably just going to end up. So I, you know, I, I have hired someone to do my customer support for me, and this will just likely be another inbox that he goes through on a regular basis to kind of respond and cl- clean up. Um, and you know, hopefully it'll make that the section of the app store a little bit more useful, I suppose. Like right now, um, it's just not. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it'll depend a lot on what kind of uptake this gets. Um, and just a lot of the implementation details, you know, two weeks ago when we talked about reading after reviews, my position was, I almost never read them. You don't really need to. I don't think many people do. Uh, for apps that have sufficient star ratings, they just look at the star rating average and then make a decision for the most part. And there aren't a lot of people who who read through every review, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, and of course, again, all these problems are are shifted and magnified or minimized uh, based on whether you have a lot of reviews or very few reviews. But uh, assuming you have like a moderate to high amount, um, you know, it's these things all average out. So anyway... It depends a lot on like how many customers are actually reading these things, how, like, and then also how many developers will be responding. You know, if it's the kind of thing that's pretty rare that almost no developers end up doing in, in any kind of reasonable quantity, uh, and that most customers don't end up expecting or reading or seeing, uh, then it's completely optional whether you do it or not, and you probably don't need to because that's you know a lot of time and effort for zero to one person to see. You know, uh, but. If it ends up being something that that is important, which again it depends on implementation details, there's a lot of questions like, you know, where do we respond? I, I assume we respond to these in iTunes Connect somewhere. If so, that is a massive opportunity for a third-party developer. If you need an idea for your next Mac app or web service, make that happen. <laughs> make it so that you can like scrape all the reviews from all the different languages all the different country stores have some kind of built-in translation function and give us a way to reply easily you will sell that to every ios developer who cares you can sell that for like 10 bucks a month easy uh anyway so <laughs> anybody who needs an idea get on that uh if not app figures that's your next thing all right so <laughs> anyway um you know and a lot of the implementation details matter so for instance is the customer notified when you respond to their review you know, like the, like that's that's a big question because a lot of these reviews, I think, are kind of like you know hit and run. Like they're not going to actually come back and check to see if you responded most of the time. Again, if that's not done, if the customer is not notified that you responded, and preferably with your response in the notification email or whatever, then it's going to be a lot a lot less valuable for you to reply. Um, so again, this depends a lot on the details that we don't know yet. Um, but I think those are my two big questions. Is like. Will people see your response really in mass? And then, and and two, like you know, and and then two, will the author of the comment or of the review see your response? Uh, that that will decide whether this is worth doing or not. This this could turn my advice into yes, go read your reviews and respond in a reasonable amount of time to things that that deserve a response. Um, it's probably just going to be a whole bunch of like form responses from like you know you you mentioned it'll be developers saying oh please email me it'll be big companies that doing that. Like it'll be like the big companies where they say like where every update, they say the changes and the change log are bug fixes and improvements to make your life better. Look at our full review notes at facebook.com slash whatever. Like, you know, you're going to see like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like they're going to be responding to every single review with some kind of useless form response. Uh, but it's, it's really up to up in the air, whether, people like us like smaller developers who will actually respond in a human fashion uh and might actually give useful responses other than please contact us privately you know that remains to be seen how that'll go and the the value of this system and how much of a support burden the system is will all depend on those implementation details and how many people actually read them 
what I do like though is that it is. I think I feel like it provides an opportunity for a smaller developer to like one of the things that I I when I was early on to be like being independent. I, I, I like I'd always you know write things in the third person and talk and talk as though i was a big company because i thought that's like yeah like like we've been working hard on this on this update it's like no i've been working hard on this update like (laughs) i'm the only one writing code like it's just me and it's kind of dishonest to project something otherwise and so i do like about this though is that it does give an opportunity to feel it's like to uh show the world that person that personal level um, that it's like I can respond to something directly and in a human, um, authentic way. And over the long term, I found that since I stopped trying to do that and I made things more personal, um, I feel like that it has engendered a much higher affection's a weird word for something like this, but it's that same kind of feeling of like people like me and like my software because they like me. Um, and so I do like that it's going to be something that we can kind of react and be a bit more personal in yeah it humanizes us and and i think and that will make people be less nasty sure and i think honestly that's that's another example of something that i hadn't even really thought of but i wonder if too if it'll improve the quality of reviews that are left you know in the same we always joke about oh we never read our reviews they're all so awful and nasty but if customers who leave nasty reviews start being responded to by humans and people they may be less inclined uh, at least for some people, maybe less inclined to leave those reviews than if they, and if in their mind they're just kind of, you know, it's a big megahorn, a big megaphone that they can just shout at the world and then run away from. If it's actually like, you know, they shout at the world and then the person who they were shouting at comes back and talks to them in a calm, collected way, maybe they'll th- they'll think, you know, second guess that choice next time, and it'll improve the discord. Maybe that's just again me just in my hopeful, wishful thinking, but you know, a, a man can dream. All right, and with that, we're out of time. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.